Welcome to the Courage Over Comfort podcast. I'm Sheila Dare. This is the podcast that's meant to inspire you to step into your courage and out of your comfort zone, because that's where we learn and grow and find out what we're truly capable of. It's outside the comfort zone where all the magic happens. In today's episode, we're talking about a month of sobriety. My guest today is Jasleen Prehar. She's an entrepreneur from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, who went from burnout in the nine-to-five corporate world to a full-time entrepreneur. She now helps women start an online business over Wi-Fi and shows them how they can earn an extra stream of income and start creating the life they've dreamed of. Most recently, Jasleen and I embarked on a 30-day sobriety challenge that definitely pushed us out of our comfort zones, which leads us to today's conversation. Jasleen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor. Thank you so much. Um, Um, How are you? I'm great. (laughs) It's my pleasure to have you on. We embarked on this sober October 30-day sobriety challenge, and I I'm so excited for us to share our experience and what we learned and our challenges. So I'd like to start off by talking about our why, why we chose to do a 30-day sobriety challenge. So what was your reason for wanting to do this? Truth to be told, I wasn't really thinking about it until I saw your Instagram post. And I was just like, because I have done challenges in the past, no more than like 49 days. But then I was like, October, it was like a random month. I was like, yeah, why not? Right? I think it was just because I was being accounted for. And so it was just felt like, I'm going to do this. It's for 31 days. Let's see where this goes. Somebody, a fellow Instagram person that I've just met, and I just wanted to just get on the bandwagon and go for it. And also just really just have a month of clarity and have an overall like health wellness, like feeling good all the time. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. similar to you, I heard about Sober October from a friend on social media around mid September. He had been posting videos on doing Sober October and every few days he'd post that this is coming up and this is what he was going to do and asking friends on social media to join him. At that time, when I started hearing him announcing this 30 day sobriety challenge, I was actually going through a really trying time and I was taking on a lot of responsibility and a lot of new things going on in my life, a lot of really great things, but they were, it was a lot and it was causing me a lot of stress and anxiety. And I started realizing that at the end of each night, I was reaching for a glass of wine and that one glass of wine turned into two. And then every other night became every night. And then before I knew it, you know, once you start having two, three glasses of wine at six o'clock at night, your night's pretty much done. You're not getting a whole lot done anymore at that point. And I was realizing that then the next morning I was making me further behind in my goals that I was trying to accomplish. And I was feeling sluggish every morning. So, and this was going on for maybe two, three weeks. So I realized I was trying to uh, kind of numb myself with, you know, a lot of wine every night. So I started seeing my friends post on social media and I thought, you know what, I'm going to hop on that. This is great. This is perfect timing. I think I need like you, I need some clarity. I need to do something different because drinking every night wasn't serving me and it wasn't getting me closer to my goals. So it's interesting that you found out about Sober October from my Instagram because 
I almost didn't post anything about it. I was just going to do it silently on my own. And when October 1st rolled around, I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could also encourage some other people to come along this journey with me? So I decided to post that I was doing it. And I was really pleasantly surprised at the outreach I got from friends on social media saying, I'm in, let's do it. And then before I knew it, we had this awesome little support group and accountability group, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. So it it made it a lot more fun and it made it so that we had accountability to each other. Absolutely. I think that you, you literally have nailed it on the spot there for sure. I think accountability is such a huge thing, especially when you're trying to take on a challenge, it, even if it's no drinking for 31 days or 30 days, or even like giving up sugar, it's just having that somebody who's got your back. You know, I remember during the month of October, checking in with you, I'm like, way to go girl. Like, I can't believe this just to like, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I've had such a busy day today. I can really use a glass of wine, but no, and I stick to my uh, sparkling water and a wine yes. glass, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, I was posting every day on my Instagram story, my glass of sparkling water in the wine glass. I chose to do the 30-day challenge for me first and foremost. But at the same time, I wanted to also be accountable to the group of us that was doing it and to keep myself on track. So every day I would, if I was, you know, I drink, I drank water all month. So I would take a picture of my water bottle bottle or my wine glass of sparkling water and post it just for that accountability. And that really, really helped. Having a drink in a, in a wine glass, you know, non-alcoholic beverage, if it's even, it's water or, or sparkling water with a fresh of uh, lemon or lime or even apple juice, it really does trick the brain because it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know the science behind it or, you know, how the brain thinks about it, but it's just, it worked. And I've never done that before. And so I was just like, this is pretty cool. I'm going to share this with fellow Instagram followers. If they are doing Sober October as well, then this is something that they could try it as well. It's like have a beverage in a wine glass, right? (laughs) Yes. Because wine is my alcohol beverage of choice. So it's just something about still being able to hold on to that glass. It's a really great mind hack when you're trying to (laughs) give up alcohol. (laughs) Well, and also the social aspect of it, right? If you're out to dinner with friends and everyone's drinking, at least if you have your non-alcoholic beverage in that wine glass, you still feel like you're socially participating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think for the month of October, I had couple of functions. I had a dinner and then I had a, a birthday celebration for a girlfriend as well. And so it was... I was just like, you know, they're celebrating her birthday. And so I was like, well, okay, I'm going to ask this fancy restaurant what type of non-alcoholic beverage they've got. And so obviously you can have Virgin Caesars, but I was in luck that day. So they did have some non-alcoholic beer. So I did have non-alcoholic beer, which was good. So it was nice to have that and plus not the bloat, right? So, (laughs) Right. Okay. So that leads me to my next question that I wanted to ask you. How did you handle so there's never a right time to give up alcohol, right? Because there's always going to be something like a birthday or a holiday or a conference where there's an open bar every night, which of course. is what I experienced. But there's never going to be the right time. How did you handle social settings during the month of October? And how difficult was it for you when you might have been the only one not drinking? 
I was, I was proud of, I was proud to own the fact that I was doing Sober October because I mean, let's backtrack for a quick second here. Like I've, I would, I have always heard like Sober September, right in the past, but never Sober October. So whenever I was like, you know, at the two events when I was out, I would be like, you know, I, what is your list of your non-alcoholic beverages? I'm doing Sober October. And the, the, the waitress that was serving me or even like my friends that were close to me heard the conversation, like, way to go. Good for you. That's amazing, right? Like, I can't do that. And, and then, you know, somebody else in the group would come along and they'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm doing Sober October. And I'm like, me too. I'm oh, like, that's like, awesome. I, this is, and I was just like, oh my goodness, how's it going? She's like, it's fantastic. And so that person obviously chose to stick with water and I just asked for a non-alcoholic beverage list. I think people call them mocktails, but yeah. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. So anyways, so my uh, non-alcoholic drinks when I was out was, uh, was beer. So it was fine. People are like, good for you, you know, way to go. I can never do it. It's, it's, you know, especially like birthdays, Thanksgiving was around that weekend and it was just a lot of things were happening. And so I was just kind of like just stuck to my gun and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's surprising when you do share with people that you are doing something, a certain challenge, they're like, yeah, good for you. Like I can do it. I'm like, why not? Right. So, right. Why not? That's, mm-hmm. it was interesting when people would tell me that as well. Oh, I could never do that. Well, you can, if you're wise, big enough, right? Of course. Absolutely. Because th- it does take a fair amount of courage to give up something like alcohol, because in our society, that's, how we socialize. And I personally in my life don't have anyone that doesn't drink. And it's, it changes the way you socialize a little bit. For me, I didn't have an issue with being around people who were drinking. I, you know, in the first, the first 10 days of a new challenge is always the most difficult for me because you're changing your habits and you're learning something new. So, so I knew already the first 10 days were going to be the most difficult to adjust to. And after that, it just kind of became the norm. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. But there was one occasion where I was invited to a birthday celebration. And when I got there, everyone was drinking and celebrating as I expected them to be. That didn't bother me because I wasn't craving it anymore at that point. But what I found as the night progressed was as people got more tipsy, their behavior changed, and then they were sneaking outside to smoke pot, and then they were coming back in and drinking more, and then going outside some more. And then I just realized that I felt extremely out of place. And Mm -hmm. I left early and like cried on my way home. (laughs) Right. But it was only because I felt like I didn't belong and that made me sad. But as I continued to drive home, I started thinking, but I'm doing this for me, nobody else. Absolutely. Being strong in your resolve and why you're doing it, it only made me feel sad in the aspect that my relate that I realized in that moment that my relationship with some friends might have to change. Mm -hmm. And that we'd have to find different ways to connect and different things to do instead of drinking. You find out what kind of friends you have when you stop drinking for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have some friends that all we did was drink together and I haven't seen them since I decided to be sober for a while. And that's okay. It's okay. I'm not begrudging anyone's good time. Don't get me wrong, but it just made me kind of reevaluate myself a bit. I think, I think too, it's like, it's such a, 
I guess it's like like a taboo, right? Like, oh my goodness, you're not drinking. What's wrong with you, right? It's like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just I'm doing this for myself, right? And so it's something. So you know, doing uh, sober October for those 31 days was like it was a long time. And the reason why it, it felt a like long a time. Long, the reason why it felt like a long time is because I have gone. The longest I think I've gone is like 49 days, no alcohol. It's because I wanted to, I think it was like during springtime, I wanted to kind of get a full like spring health kick, kind of get ready for summer. And at that time, I decided to take um, milk thistle. And so when I was taking milk thistle, a a liver detox, I obviously drank lots of water, didn't drink any alcohol. I was only going to do it for 30 days. And I was like, well, I ended up sending it to like 49 days. And then, um, yeah, it was great, right? And like nobody, nobody, everybody's kind of, they look at you like really differently. They're like, well, why are you doing this, right? It's like, well, I'm doing it for me, right? Yeah. But this time around, it was like, when I was doing this challenge, there was a bit of a struggle. It's just my, like not with like the, the friends or the social aspect of it, just personally, because there was probably about a couple of times, like I had said to you, that where I actually like wanted to like have a glass of wine mm-hmm. or two glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's because like I wasn't taking anything during the time of when I was on a alcohol-free journey at that time. And so this time I was just kind of just did it like cold turkey. And so it was like, I had that, like, there was like a couple of times where I've had a really busy day. I just was like, oh my goodness, I would just love a, like a nice glass of red wine just with dinner and just chill out. And it was so hard because it was that craving I had. And the minute I was like, no, I'm going to just pop a uh, San Pellegrino in my wine glass. It was like that, that mind trick, it was like gone right yeah like it was just so weird so like I did have those two cravings that those two times they were super strong but it was just like it's really like mind over matter and just kind of like pushing it through right right because I also have done a sobriety challenge in the past Uh, about a year ago I did 30 days in uh, during the holidays because that the month of December seemed to be the time where I kind of self-medicated the most with alcohol Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, the holidays used to be really hard for me and I would find myself drinking a lot. So last year I did 30 days sober in December. However, opposite to you, I, I didn't replace it with anything positive. Mm -hmm. So knowing that that's the mistake I made in the past and it made 30 days of sobriety much more difficult when I did it this time for sober October, I decided to create anchors and I made made a chart that I printed out and put it on my fridge for every day of the month. So my anchors were physical activity every day, meditation every day, dance around my living room at least once to my favorite song. Nice. Uh, Love it. Feel the sunshine on my skin. So they were just small things to make sure that when I took away the alcohol that I was replacing it with positive things in my life. So for me, my, for me and my own mental health, I know that when I have stress and anxiety and sadness, working out and meditation are the top two things that get my head in the right place. So I wanted to make sure that I did that in October when I was taking away the alcohol, that I was replacing it with those two important things in my life. So I think we kind of had like, a, like an opposite effect this time, you and I. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, 100%. And then for me, I also found that I ended up eating a lot more chocolate. Oh, <laughs> and then Sugar. Never- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the first two weeks, I was eating so much candy. Well, because it's October for in the U.S. It, you celebrate Halloween in Canada, yeah, right? You do, right. Yes, you do, yes. So I made the mistake of buying candy early in the month. So there was candy in all my candy dishes throughout my house. And so if I wasn't having a glass of wine at the end of the night, well, how about a bite-sized candy or five or ten or the whole chocolate bar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I realized, wait. This isn't working either. So it's all an adjustment. Whenever you're trying something new, it's all figuring out what works for you personally, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what worked for me wouldn't work for someone else and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate consumption was a lot. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. But thank God for that. that. That's over. So no more chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I know that you mentioned to me that you enjoy uh, mountain hiking and trail running. Did you yes, find yourself do. doing more of that in October? Or um, what did you replace the non-alcohol with? So during the month of October, in the middle of October, I ended up getting a new puppy. So that took my mind away from that. So it was a lot of puppy training, a lot of puppy walks. So it was just like my focus had shifted elsewhere, right? So it was um, a lot of, instead of like spending time on myself, it was a lot of focus on my dog Hunter, right? So it was being with him and engaging with him, training him constantly, right? So when they're little, they're like, they're with you 24-7. Well, they are with you 24-7, but they need your attention and constant training and all that, right? So that was- That was a good distraction for you. Yes, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Very good distraction. And so it was nice. It was nice to have that, right? So- Yeah, absolutely. So what I realized when I was doing the 30 days of sobriety, I started to really observe people's behavior when they were drinking. It was almost like, I felt like I was conducting a social experiment with my friends (laughs) (laughs) because it seems like every time that we gather, there's alcohol involved. And I mean, I'm all for it, right? I'm again, not begrudging anyone's good time or how they hang out with each other, but I started to really observe behavior and it made me really think about myself and how I want to show up and how I want to be. Because when you're the only sober one in the room, it's really apparent what what that looks like, what drinking looks like. And I just really started to evaluate me a lot more, like who I want to be, how I want to show up you know, every day of my life. And so once October 31st rolled around, I realized that I, I didn't want to be done, that I had still, I still had some really big goals that I was working towards. Launching this podcast was one of them. And I wanted to continue on with that clarity and that focus that I'd gained in those 31 days. So I decided to take it a little bit further than sober October. And I decided to stay sober until the launch of this podcast. Awesome. That the next time I decided to have a drink was going to be a glass of champagne to celebrate the launch of this show. Yes. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Way to go. Wow. That's amazing. Love it. Love, love, love it. Yeah. so, (laughs) So talk about a long time. 31 days seemed like a long time we were doing it, but when you talk about two and a half months, yeah, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. You know, it, it is, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure I like in the past, I probably have gone longer than 49 days, but I mean, 31 days I've done it. I've done 49 days. Cause I remember I tracked it. Cause it was like, it, it wasn't like a beginning of the month to the end of the month. It was like, I just picked a random day and then I just was like, I'm going to see how far I can go. And I only wanted to do 30 days, but 
but it, it it is really just yeah at the end of the day it's really mind over matter like you talk about like clarity and goal setting and you know you have big goals to achieve and when you want to do those big goals you want to strike those goals check them off your list your bucket list you gotta like have a, a good mind frame like going in like you said earlier today have that one or two glasses of wine and I have done them in the past your whole night's written off you know yeah. because you chose to have a drink and then you were just gonna have that one or then you know a friend calls you up and then you go out and then the next morning is like a complete write-off because you just wasted it you kind of have to like give up things in life right and so yeah, it's a compromise things, yes it, it, it's a compromise and it's it's a lifestyle right so yeah. when you choose to focus okay well yeah this is only you know short-term fun but what's my long-term right like what is it that I want to do long-term like if I've got some big goals that I need to achieve I need to be focused and clear every single day right and so yes. I remember in the month of October during our sober October it was like you know the couple of times that I ended up going out those nights I was like waking up the next morning on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning like yeah, I'm not hungover today. Right. That was you know? one of the best things. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, you would check in with your friends, like, how was your rest of your night? And they'd be like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have had so much to drink. I feel like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've like, all been there. So yeah, yeah it just felt so good. Yeah. It felt so good to not be hungover for 30 days, 31 Ab days. Absolutely. Yes. Waking up with a clear mind instead of a foggy mind. Clarity is where it's at, right? Especially when you are striving to hit those big goals in life, business, or health-wise, or anything, right? Like, it's really about mind over matter, right? It's your mindset. Mindset, and I think that when you do have somebody who's cheering you on, accountability partner, that goes a long way. Having yeah. you as my clarity or um, accountability partner, I was just like, yeah, I'm like, hey, girl, how's it going? Right? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was good checking in with each other and yeah. seeing if you know we're still on track. And I had a few people who fell out mid-month and they were a little disappointed in themselves. But I'm like, well, hey, look, you had a setback. It doesn't mean you can't hop back on board tomorrow. Don't beat yourself up. You know, just continue. And I had mm -hmm. some friends who dropped out halfway because it wasn't for them, but it it doesn't matter. I think the, uh, the decision in the beginning is the biggest leap is to actually decide to do it and yes. then decide to do it, stick with it, find accountability partners, find uh, support friends, and you kind of figure it out as you go along. So I was talking earlier about my anchors. I didn't create that until maybe day five or six when I realized I was struggling and I thought, you know, I need to do something. I need to not just stop drinking because I still have these stress and anxiety, which is why I was drinking in the first place. So now what do I need to do to calm those things in a positive way? And that's when I decided to sit down and make the anchors of meditation every day and exercise every day and those other things, because I realized that if I wasn't self-medicating with the wine every night, what, what did I need to do to get over my issues as to why I was kind of drinking every night to begin with? So I think that was the key for me. Yeah. For me, it was like my distraction was training my dog and being outside, right? Being by the it. ocean. So everybody who wants air. to stop drinking, go out and get a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, it, 
at the end of it, like, I think that when you, when you do hit that, that wall of like, okay, I really want that glass of wine. It's hard because, you know, some people can, they can do it. They'd be like, they can push through. And some people are like, oh, okay, I need to have that one glass of wine. Right. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself in those 30 days. I learned that I'm bigger than my problems, mm -hmm. that, that whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm experiencing is temporary. I have it within my own power to change course or to redirect myself to find the solution to whatever I'm dealing with. And that in retrospect, in the lifespan of a human, 30 days is not that long. No. <laughs> right? And I think that doing a 30-day challenge like a month of sobriety isn't just for what it is like giving up alcohol for the 30 days, but it gives you a chance to find out how strong you are and what you're capable of. And it teaches you a lot about yourself when you're doing something new. So I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned about how, you know, how I want to be, how I want to show up each day. I learned that, you know, that I'm basically a badass that I, can, that I can figure out whatever it is that I need to do without a crutch. Absolutely. And so that became powerful to me throughout the month that I could find other alternatives to handle things other than alcohol. And it was really, really good. And it served me really well in that time of my life where I needed it, where I needed to give it up. And it was a really, really great hiatus from alcohol for me. Nice. So Jesseline, what did you learn about yourself in those 31 days? Well, uh, definitely um, knowing that when you want something, when you have the craving for it, right, it, 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 it's in your mind, right? If you're trying to like give up something like that time, those times of like, you know, when I did want a glass of wine, it's like, well, re rewiring your brain and realizing like, okay, it's about feeling good and having the clarity. So for me, it's for the month of October, it was waking up, not hungover, a clean slate, a fresh slate every morning, waking up fresh and clean, you know, uh, you know, fresh as a daisy and hitting my day strong and not feeling so sluggish and just kind of blah. It's 31 days out of my life. It's achievable and it can be done. It's mind over matter. And it's like, it's, it's basically like sticking to your guns and going with it. If anybody is looking to take this challenge, it doesn't have to be in the month of October or September. It could be any time. Just go with it. Go for it. Beautifully said, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> and I agree 100%. So thank you so much for joining the show today and having this very vulnerable and candid conversation about sobriety. Thank you, Jesseline, so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I'm so glad that I was able to go on this beautiful journey with you. And thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you, Jesseline. If you want to follow Jesseline or connect with her, you could reach her on Instagram at Miss JP Inc. That's M-I-S-S-J-P-I-N-C. I'll also include that in the show notes. And um, again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Sheila Dare. And until next time, I encourage you to try something new outside of your comfort zone. <laughs>